This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Welcome in, everybody. So glad to be with us here on the Black and Blue Report podcast, the podcast that we do each and every weekday for Saints and Pelicans fans. And once again, we're right here at the team headquarters in Studio B for our Thursday visit with you. Gosh, what a great day coming up today. We've got the start of the NFL weekend. Uh, we're a little closer to Saints and Panthers, and we have playoff baseball tonight as well. Boy, that'll be a little bit of a, you know what, who am I kidding? I'm going to bounce back and forth. But I was a little worried coming in this morning that I thought, Gosh, Denver at San Diego is intriguing tonight on Thursday Night Football, and it's Game 5, Nationals and Dodgers, with my, my guy, Max Scherzer, on the mound for the Nats. So, I'm, 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 you know what, I'm just going to try and watch both. I'll probably lean a little more baseball, okay? There we go. It's Game 5. Nonetheless, enjoyed last night, too, because even when most may have looked at the sports schedule and said, eh, not much going on here, it's opening night in the NHL. And, by the way, the Blues beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Good start. Daniel Salerson's waving me off. Good show for you today. Boy, I thought we had a great one yesterday. Yes, it was very good. Today, I think, will be uh, as equally um, enjoyable. James Lofton, Pro Football Hall of Famer, is our guest today to talk about tonight's Denver-San Diego game and this upcoming weekend in the NFL. He is the analyst for Westwood One's national radio broadcast tonight, and we're pleased to have him on today's show. We'll continue our conversation about the Saints and the Panthers by inviting in the voice of the Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon, to talk about Carolina and their 1-4 and start and this visit to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome this weekend. So two very good football conversations uh, to uh, share with you on this Thursday. Saints head coach Sean Payton has already held his uh, daily media press conference, did so via conference call earlier today couple of things stand out. Number one, looks like Josh Hill is back in the fold. He was listed on the injury, injury list yesterday as limited. Uh, I'm sure he's back on the practice field today. And quite possibly, Josh Hill returns to the game day lineup for the Saints this weekend. That's a lift not only on special teams, but of course, offensively too. Coach Payton also talked about the Carolina defense today. And uh, yesterday, we talked to Touch, and Mick Mixon will do so again today, about that young uh, and struggling Carolina secondary, but the conversation for Carolina defensively certainly uh, begins up front. I think the game plan really starts with that front seven, and I don't mean that. Obviously, there's Keekley, Thomas Davis, but the, there's a lot of things that that give you concerns, and you have to look closely at at that at that force unit first. Coleman's doing well at the safety spot. There's packages, and so you have to study them by packages. You know, here's base, here's nickel, here's their big nickel, and 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 what you want to do against those packages. And uh, and clearly, it starts with the the Mike inside with with Luke, and then Thomas Davis is is uh, another player that uh, at the linebacker level that you know that you really have to prepare for. Offensively for the Panthers, uh, Cam Newton was back on the practice field yesterday. We'll hear more on that from Mick Mixon. And as we heard from Coach Payton yesterday, the Saints are going about their game plan as uh, as Cam Newton would be expected to play, I guess, at this juncture. And I had a conversation with uh, John DeShazer yesterday about this a touch in that with Newton coming back from a concussion, 
will they run him uh, the normal amount of times? You know, uh, probably what? He's, he's easily probably 10 to 12 times a runner as opposed to a passer by design. I don't know if that'll change this weekend or not, but Coach Payton says there's more to Cam Newton than just being a dual threat or the guy who can tuck it and go and keep you honest on a zone read option type play. He, he, he certainly is a threat as a runner, but what keeps you awake at night is, is what he does on third down in the red area in the pocket. I mean, he's, his, uh, his arm strength and arm talent, all those things, and th- those are the things that, that really keep you concerned. All right, more from Saints practice later today on NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll begin our two conversations. First up, from Westwood One, Pro Football Hall of Famer James Law. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Don't miss any of the New Orleans Pelicans action this season. Pick the four games that are right for you. The Pelicans Pick 4 plan presented by Domino's guarantees seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA including matchups against Golden State and Cleveland. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. To pick your four games, visit pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Well, the NFL weekend kicks off tonight with Denver at San Diego, and you can catch all of the action tonight on your radio with Westwood One's national radio broadcast of Thursday Night Football. James Lofton, Pro Football Hall of Famer, will be the analyst on that broadcast. We are so very honored to bring him aboard as our guest today on the Black and Blue Report, not only to uh, give us his thoughts on a good AFC West showdown tonight, but perhaps week six and all in the NFL. James, hi, and thank you so much for being with us. Hey, great to be with you. I have to ask you, after all those years playing at the level you did, what's it like now to analyze this new generation of football players? Well, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've kind of had a, a seamless NFL career. I got to coach for, or, or play rather, for uh, 16 years, and then I went into broadcasting for nine. I coached for eight, and I've been back in broadcasting again for nine. So 
uh, a lot of transitions over the last almost 40 years. What's the challenge in teaching and analyzing football over the radio when the fan can't see what you do, James? I think that the, the most fun part about it is getting to describe it in great detail, uh, talking about where they are on the field, because you can't just say, look at this. You really have to paint that picture, and, and that's a lot of fun. And my play-by-play guy, Kevin Kugler, I think he does a great job in setting it up. And, and really, we're talking to each other, but we also realize that we have to paint the picture that the person can't see. You know, you, you have an image of what football looks like, but they can't see exactly what's going on at that particular moment. No doubt, and it's always a fun listen with you guys. James, because you've had a, such a seamless career, as you mentioned, has that made it easier to say, be able to talk football, and football has always been football, but yet, James, it's different from when you played, would you, would you say? It is a little different, but I, I don't get caught up in that, oh, when we played, it was so much better, right. the guys were a lot tougher. When I got a chance to coach for the San Diego Chargers and a year with the Raiders, I really got a chance to see how hard players work. You know, I knew that I worked hard when I played and, and kind of when I was doing games and doing pregame shows. You, you, you're aware that players work hard. But when you get to see these guys work hard and when you suggest something to them, and they work hard at it, and then it pays off on Sunday, you realize the investment that your coaches always had when you were playing. So it was kind of like a revelation that said, wow, you know, this is really something. So when I watch today's game and I, and I hear people talk about, oh, you know, it's not as tough, that the hits are different, believe me, the game is equally as tough. And you get down there at field level and you realize these are a lot of big collisions going on all the time. Well said. Uh, I'm intrigued by tonight's matchup to start our NFL weekend. Give me the storylines that are most important to you, James Lofton, with regard to Denver at San Diego. Well, San Diego Chargers, they have the veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers going into his, playing in his 13th year. He's seen everything, done everything, thrown for over 40,000 yards. I think he just passed Johnny Unitas on the all-time career touchdown passing deal last week. And then on the other end, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, guys who have thrown for fewer passes than Phillip Rivers has had intercepted in his career. So you have a veteran quarterback going up against the Super Bowl defense from last year. And if Phillip Rivers can kind of hold them at bay and, and stay in the game, just like San Diego's done in every game, I, I think the San Diego Chargers have a really good chance to put a second loss in a row on the Denver Broncos. Wow. San Diego fans are probably on the brink of ripping upholstery off of their furniture. <laughs> um, why has that happened to this Chargers team, not just once, but now multiple times this season? Well, I live in San Diego, and I do a weekly Chargers report for one of the local TV stations, and I've never seen anything like it. Well, I take that back. I've seen everything that has happened to them happen during the course of an NFL season. But it happens one week to one team, another week to another team. Never before have I seen a team lose like they have in the four games that they've lost, where they've been in the game or ahead in the game at the two-minute warning and then just have it collapse, whether it's self-inflicted, whether it's another team making a great play. You, you, just, you see it happen in the league, but you don't see it happen like that to one team that often. Is Trevor Simeon back under center for the Broncos tonight? And if he is, what sticks out about him? Well, I, I think his poise sticks out, and this really is under Gary Kubiak, who, who won't be on the sideline this, this, uh, tonight for Thursday night's game. 
this really is a, a run-first team. That's what they want to do. They want to run. They want to play action. They want to move the quarterback outside the pocket. So a lot of things that Mike Shanahan used to do at the Denver Broncos when Gary Kubiak was his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, he's learned those things from Mike Shanahan, move that pocket, get that guy out. But what that does is it now gives the quarterback half a field read where he has one, two guys to throw to and then maybe use your legs. And when you have young quarterbacks, you like them to be able to use their legs. He's Pro Football Hall of Famer James Lofton. He's the analyst tonight on Westwood One's national radio broadcast of Thursday Night Football. James, while I have you, can we, can we kick around a couple of thoughts about week six in the NFL? Sure, why not? Let's start with San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick uh, at quarterback perhaps this weekend in that matchup. Uh, are you surprised in any way that they're ready to make that change as the Niners go to Buffalo? I'm not surprised. I remember uh, last week on the Thursday night game when they were talking about, well, maybe, maybe you put him in in the second half or the fourth quarter. You don't put Colin Kaepernick in the game when they're down 21 points in the fourth quarter because that's, there's no room to succeed at that point. So you, you give him a chance to, to work a week as a starter, get his timing back a little bit, get back in rhythm, and, and you know and everybody else knows well in advance that he's going in. And it's not a shock to anybody's system. So he's, he's, gonna, he's gotten a chance to acclimate himself to being the starter again, and I, I think this is a good opportunity for him. But he's going up against a, a pretty stout Buffalo Bills team that's won two games in a row. No doubt. They've, uh, I think they've surprised three in a row. Now three, in think, a row. Yeah, three in a row. Yep. Uh, Cowboys at Green Bay is probably a game that I want to watch. Uh, because I like both teams and the way they've started the season, but also because of this Dak Prescott intrigue and and obviously the the looming return of Tony Romo, uh, as if the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Mr. Lofton, did not need any more uh, uh, storylines for their national fan base. Well, I think this is probably the best storyline since who shot Jr. down in Dallas. <laughs> so uh, looking at that, and, and don't forget about Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I did last Sunday night's game with the uh, – Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants, and, and it, it kind of blew my mind the fact that the Green Bay Packers going into last week's game against the New York Giants were only allowing 1.8 yards per carry. And I thought, you know, that must be a misprint. But when I watched the tape, they make a lot of tackles in the backfield, very disruptive on that defensive front. And so they're going against arguably the best offensive line in football, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, first-round pick at running back, you know, he's been a star in his first five weeks in the season. So I think it's strength versus strength. That front seven of the Green Bay Packers against that offensive line from the Dallas Cowboys. And I think it's going to be a great matchup to watch. One thing that, you know, we, we kind of take for granted, Aaron Rodgers is great. Yes, he's great, but going into last week's game, he was only completing 58% of his passes when the league average for the year before was 63%. So Aaron Rodgers, great, but not Aaron Rodgers of old yet. Not yet. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, they are at home this weekend. That's the late afternoon slot on Sunday. Uh, James, one more game to ask you about, and it's not just because the Saints are involved, but probably more so because Carolina is involved, and the defending NFC champions are 1-4 and four out of the gate. Uh, they're in front of their bye week, and here they are going to New Orleans against the Saints. Uh, any thoughts on Carolina and why their start has been as such and what may transpire this weekend? You know, when you get your team to the Super Bowl, you kind of get a little bit of a pass. And Ron Rivera in last week's ball game, late in the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he called a timeout when Tampa Bay had the ball. Tampa Bay subsequently got a first down, went on to kick the game-winning field goal, and you wonder 
if he hadn't called that timeout and had forced them to kind of speed up their process, would they have gotten in position to kick that field goal? So, you know, kind of a, a gaffe by Ron Rivera a little bit. But also, Ron Rivera was betting on his defense. He was saying, my defense is good enough to stop Tampa Bay's offense. Well, they weren't. And I think that's the rub for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, Cam Newton was the MVP of last year's regular season. Derek Anderson was playing, a guy who they, quote, had a lot of confidence in. But it's their defense that has been the question mark so far this year for the Carolina Panthers. And, by the way, where do the Saints excel? On offense, moving the football. Especially passing it. You're right about that. What a treat uh, and a pleasure to have you today, James Lofton. Enjoy the call tonight. And, uh, as always, we're listening, and I appreciate it. I will. Great. Thanks talking to you. There he is, James Lofton. Westwood won tonight on uh, most stations around the country, that's for sure. We'll take a break. When we come back, Mick Mixon, voice of the Carolina Panthers, to continue our conversation this Thursday right after these messages. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us October 26th through 30th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun, and, of course, lots of fresh, delicious 100% natural chicken. All to raise money for Friends of Children's Hospital. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Hi, it's Mark Roaming. When I'm not announcing first down, Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Well, as the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints renew acquaintances this weekend at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, it gives us a chance to renew one of our favorite conversations, and that, of course, is with the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Panthers, Mick Mixon, back with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Mick, so great to talk to you again. My pleasure. How you been doing, Sean? Uh, we've been doing well, other than one and three, and there you guys stand at one and four. And Mick, if if I'd called you in August and and said that each of these teams would have just one win in the second game of October, I think I'd be lying through my teeth. Yeah, I would have told you to make a bet on the outcome of the presidential election or how the stock market's going to do or something crazy because you would have been uh, a definite foreteller of things. And we'll see your one and three and raise you one and four. One and four feels terrible, especially with the Saints coming and the Panthers' inability to really slow opposing teams' passing games down. I mean, Drew Brees could throw for 600 yards in this game. Well, let's slow down just a little bit, but there have been changes in that secondary. Um, where would you say things are on the growth curve for this new group? Well, before we talk about that, I'm announcing today on your show okay. that I've upped my contribution to the Drew Brees Retirement Party Fund. It's now at, let's see here, $3,200. 
3200 $3,200. We could get shrimp, um, you know, crawfish, whatever, if only he would just please retire. This this rings a little hollow, Mick, when you guys have won the division each of the last three seasons. Yeah, but y'all got a soupy, and <laughs> that trumps everything. But, um, no, in all seriousness, it's just if you love football, it's fun to watch. I think his middle name is Aaron, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't it Drew Aaron Breeze or um, whatever it is? I just I love that, watching him play football. I mean, his name will be in Canton, Ohio. Uh, someday there will be a bust, a yellow jacket. It's been fun watching him play. The what he sees, how good a pre-snap quarterback he is, how he and Sean Payton sing out the same hymnal all the time. So, uh, so they'll be facing a Panther defense that is pretty salty in the front seven, but in the back end, it is in a state of flux. We released Benet Ben Wickery. He's now with Miami. Uh, the Panthers don't have Josh Norman anymore. We don't have Roman Harper anymore, as you guys well know. No Charles Tillman. So it is a uh, an influx of youth. James Bradbury has been great in, sp- par- in, in spurts, but he's been hurt with a, t- a toe injury, so he's not expected to play. Trying to get Sanchez oiled up and ready and get Worley to where he's playing like an NFL corner. So it's um, that, that's where <clears throat> I think both teams might even say the same thing. I'd be interested in your opinion on it. But both teams could probably say that, that uh, they got some areas for potential growth in their respective secondaries. Oh, without a doubt. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and therefore, it, it begs the question, and again, I know folks listening to our conversation are going to say, how come no one's mentioned Cam Newton yet? We'll get to that. But, but Mick, when you look at Carolina's front seven and the Saints' front seven, is this, is this game decided in a lot of ways as to who can pressure the other's quarterback more than any other? And, and without that sounding cliche, it, it certainly does point in that direction. Well, it makes sense. I mean, what the Panthers are going to see, Drew Christopher Brees. Sorry, I just looked it up. Get his middle name right. Talk some respect about this man. (laughs) But I think that uh, the Panthers have been not very good on third down, defensively or offensively. In the Monday night game against Tampa Bay, Carolina had a lot of second and two, second and three, third and one. I mean, first down productivity was good. The Panthers just weren't able to, to handle the opposing team's pass rush and, and the run fits uh, with, uh, with third and short yardage. And then flip it around on the other side, the Panthers were not very good on third down defense. Coach Ron Rivera summed it up better than I ever could this, this week, Sean. He said, we're pressing. we got veteran players pressing. They're trying to do too much. They slide over a gap to try to help out the guy next to him, and then, the, then there's a cutback run into the vacated gap. Have the Panthers been in every game? Obviously, we saw that on Monday night. But in your eyes, regardless of score, have they been in every game? And are they are they just you know this close to being three and one as opposed to one and four? Oh, definitely. Yeah, drive you crazy. I mean, you could draw a line from like hopping over creek rocks. You could jump to one rock and say, "Oh my golly, if the field goal had gone through at Denver, you're one and zero. Then you hop over to San Fran, you probably still win that game. Then you hop to many." Minnesota, if there's not social unrest, if there's not the shooting, if there are not protests all week in Charlotte, distractive forces tugging at the team, if Cam Newton doesn't get hurt. I mean, you could you could just drive yourself nuts what-ifing uh, a football season. Every team could that hasn't won all their games. But I think what you got here in the Carolinas anyway is a good football team with good coaches but just has not been playing well. And it's not one – it's not like we got one ailment. It would be a lot easier if you could look at our team and say, well – there you go. 
you got Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and here are your treatment options. But we don't just have that. We got lupus, uh, we got psoriasis, we got all ble- bleeding from different places. We got all kind of problems to solve. I've watched enough to I've watched enough TV that I know there are commercials out there for drugs that'll take care of all that stuff, at the risk of death, being maimed, and other side effects. So yeah, that's only one side effect is is <laughs> death. I'm going to try to avoid that one. <laughs> um, all right, what does your gut tell you about Cam Newton playing or not playing this weekend? Got a good chance. I just came from practice. Um, the other, let's see, Wednesday practice. Um, he looked decent. I mean, he was out there. He was practicing, but he did throw three interceptions toward the very end of practice. Practice ended on a Cam Newton interception. Nobody seemed particularly concerned about it. It was just great to have him back out there. But I think he's still got to pass a few, a few uh, tests, check a few boxes before he'll be thumbs up to go on Sunday in the Superdome. Let's say he plays, Mick. Do the Panthers limit? the number of designed run plays for him this weekend? They will say no because he's either good enough to play and play full on or he's not good enough to play. If you got to wrap him in cotton and, and tell him to tiptoe out there, then he'd be better off playing Derek Anderson. But I think the Panthers over the last several years, as you know, Sean, because you watch us carefully, we, we've limited our offensive coordinator and coaches have limited how Cam Newton runs anyway. Generally, he'll run on third down, and you got to have it fourth and goal, fourth and uh, and short, and he'll uh, and and he'll run in the red zone. He doesn't run that much on regular down and distances between the twenties. Look, there are still bright spots. Obviously, you have a Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin is one of my favorites. Um, there, there have got to be things, Mick, that you've noted. Uh, in a small way with our conversation so far or that you've yet to reveal that leads you to believe that the Panthers uh, are resilient and will turn around one and four into something much more respectable in the next couple of weeks? Oh, sure. I, I'm not. I wouldn't try. I mean, we have fun talking and hope you don't mind me kidding around a oh, little yeah. bit. But in, in all seriousness, I'm not sandbagging. I don't speak for the entire organization. I'm just one guy. But I do know this. This is a very, very psychologically hard group of players and coaches that we've been to some dark places before Ron Rivera's teams normally respond well it's not like there's no talent so I think that the Panthers may not win but I think it's going to be a good game I think you'll see two teams really swinging their sword to try to get this all-important second win of the season it was 41 to 38 last year on December the 6th uh you looking for something similar to that or is that way off I don't think it'll be 10 to to 7 How, how do you read it same I think it's going to be a shootout. I think you're going to be taking plenty of timeouts for commercial breaks after scores. That's my feeling, at least at the moment. I hope so, because we got a you know tra- the trafficking department, the sales department. You want them want them happy on Monday and on Super Tuesday as well. Speaking of happy, I will let the other members of the uh, Drew Brees Retirement Party Committee, namely Wes Durham at Atlanta and Gene Deckerhoff at Tampa. I uh, know that you made the big announcement today and have upped your uh, your uh, contribution because I'm sure now I'm 3, hoping 3,200, and we need for them to kick in because their pockets are deeper than, than mine are. Boy, you and I both know that. Mick, as always, uh, a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Safe travels to New Orleans. Appreciate it. Come see us in the press box. Sean, always good talking to you. I will make a point of doing so. Mick Mixon, voice of the Panthers, with us on this Thursday. Be right back. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. 
All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us October 26th through 30th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first-class golf to fan-pleasing fun and, of course, lots of fresh, delicious 100% natural chicken. All to raise money for Friends of Children's Hospital. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Hey, don't forget to help us spread the word about TuneIn, the TuneIn radio app, where not only you can listen to games from all of the major sports, including college football and college basketball, but if you click on the New Orleans Saints now on TuneIn, you'll get a lot of Saints content, including this very podcast. Otherwise, it's always available on iTunes for free. And then each weekday at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, or on both teams' mobile apps. Our Black and Blue Report week wraps up tomorrow. Jennifer Hale will be the guest, the featured guest, I should say, from the NFL on Fox. Uh, Cassie will be in the host chair tomorrow, and uh, she'll get you all set for the weekend as well. Uh, Daniel and I have college football games to attend this weekend on top of our NFL responsibilities on Sunday. Daniel, back to his alma mater to see Georgia Southern and Georgia Tech. All right. Um, I'll be heading up to Baton Rouge, Parents Weekend at uh, Tiger Stadium for LSU and Southern Miss. I can't believe it'll be my first LSU game in person. Kind of looking forward to it. It's a shame about Mike, obviously, Mike the Tiger uh, this week. Uh, But I'm excited about my weekend there, and I hope that you all have a great weekend, too. Uh, Don't forget the Pelicans are now back in town. Uh, They arrived in basically the middle of the night. Uh, There's no practice today for the Pels. They're back to work tomorrow. Their next preseason game will be on Tuesday in Atlanta versus the Hawks. We'll have that conversation starting on Monday. All right, there you have it. Thanks again to James Lofton from Westwood One and Mick Mixon from the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.